On today's episode, we are going to take a look at VTIQ and Nikola. So let's get started. So the first thing we want to do is take a look at this company's stock price performance. And I'm pretty sure this this company has been trending for the past few weeks, um, for the past few days. And it's either been going up, up a lot or down a lot. In the past month, this company has returned about close to 71% at the current price. But if we take a look at the peak, it's gone up almost 130%. And then from its peak, this company has already dropped about 33% in just the past two days. It dropped 33%. So this company is crazy volatile. Um, this company right now has a market cap of $1.6 billion. So it is a very small company. And let's take a look at what's going on with this company. First, let's find out what VTIQ or Vecto IQ acquisition company is and then what they have to do with Nikola and what's part of their deal and what you get with their deal. Also, before we go any further, guys, don't forget to hit that like button, the subscribe button and the bell. It helps the small channel out so much. And let me know in the comments, what do you guys think about Vecto IQ and Nikola? Do you think they are the new Tesla? Do you think they're overhyped right now or do you think they're underhyped? So make sure to let me know in the comments below. So next, let's take I'm going to just take a look at a few articles. This is a pretty brand new company. And with the acquisition and the merger that's happening, uh, there's not really much uh, financial information that one can look at. It's more just what the market knows right now. And then people can decide if can decide on their own what they feel about this stock. So first, let's find out what Vecto IQ is. And Vecto IQ or, or, or VTIQ ticker is pretty much um, a company that does nothing and earns nothing. And the whole purpose of the creation of this company was to acquire some other company that does something and will eventually, hopefully, earn something. So these are companies that actually go public. It's it's, it's pretty pretty weird. They um they are a public company, and their whole point is to help other comp some other company um go public instead and skipping that whole IPO process and make things a lot easier for them. So that's pretty much what VTIQ um, is. VTIQ was pretty much just a void of nothing, waiting to collect, um, waiting to acquire some company. So Nikola was formed to develop a family of battery electric vehicles and hydrogen fuel cell electrical vehicles as well. And these are right. Uh, a lot of people are calling Nikola the next Tesla. And that might be one of the main reasons it's being overhyped. Similar to Tesla is also, you know, how Tesla has their electrical vehicles and they have their charging stations. Nikola is doing the same thing. They want to have a family of battery electrical vehicles the hydrogen fuel cell electrical vehicles and they want to have hydro stations um, to support their their hydrogen fuel cell vehicles so pretty much like tesla they they are doing it but in a different sector so the main market nikola is trying to to get into is here you can see the picture is on the semi trucks and yes tesla did announce a semi truck so they will be competing with them but this announcement was in late 2017 and there's not much updates on it so a lot of there's no real market right now so there's not much for a green focused transportation type vehicle in the semi truck industry 
And uh, so here we're trying to see now that Tesla still hasn't began selling their semi truck, people are, be I, I guess, are betting on Nikola to actually be out first. So the merger is gonna happen later, early in June, I think as early as June. And later on, we're gonna take a look at how much of a percentage um, Vecto IQ is going to have um, of the overall company. So just because they are doing the merger doesn't mean that Vecto IQ is going to have a full ownership uh, of Nikola. Um, and that's one thing that I think a lot of investors are worrying about, uh, don't know about, right? So a lot of people are saying that Nikola is only worth $1.6 billion because that's the current market cap of VTIQ. So when the merger happens, you're pretty much buying this new Tesla for only $1.6 billion. But that's not the case. We're going to see in a few, in a few, in a few minutes, how much of, uh, how much of Nikola is VTIQ going to own? And what's the true value of v, uh, of Nikola if we estimate using just that percentage of ownership once the merger happens also the company's ticker is going to change from vtiq to nkla for nikola um, just because right they're going to change the whole thing and right now another great thing about it is nicholas isn't making well this isn't a great thing but nicola isn't making much money right now and like i said back to iq the whole purpose of this of this company was just to acquire some other company so that's not making any money but together they say they have a more than 14,000 pre-orders of their vehicles already and that represents more than 10 billion in potential revenue and two and a half years of production of work they say revenue will begin rolling in 2021 so they don't even expect any money any money in 2020 and 2021 is when they begin their their battery electric trucks followed by the sales of their fuel cell um trucks that would be in 2023 so this is still they're, they're still they still don't have uh, much they don't have sales and the production is hasn't pretty much started yet so uh, like it says a lot of investors right now what i feel are buying are the expectation that everything is going to go perfect for this company if um and here they do say that they have about fourteen thousand pre-orders which is pretty good but i mean the pre-orders don't really mean much because i can pretty much just go to their website and their website is actually pretty cool so it's nicolamotor.com and nicola one is their is their truck that you can reserve right now but look it costs actually zero dollars to reserve so pretty much i can go to reserve your own i can put my own information and pretty much reserve a thing and increase that reserve count so since I'm not putting a deposit, I feel like people might be just using it to get more information about it. Here you can learn a lot, a lot more of the truck. They do performance, safety features, leasing, and they compare it and they have specs. And the range, it's actually a pretty cool website. I, I think the website is really nice. So if you guys want to check out their website and find out more about the trucks, this is definitely the site to go. If you ever want to learn more about a company, always go to, this, to that company's website and see. But I do think that it is pretty, it is kind of fakeish how they say they have more than 14,000 pre-orders. Yes, they might have that. And yes, it's true that that it is a potential $10 billion in revenue. But out of that 14,000 pre-orders with zero reserve down, how many are actually going to follow through? So then this next article, they talk a little bit about the fuel cells, the hydrogen fuel cells. So fuel cells are expensive to make and probably won't be um, practical to for regular passenger cars at any time. But at least in theory, they have too big advantage in heavy trucks. 
a fuel cell and hydrogen type weigh a lot less than a battery pack that can provide comparable range, meaning more cargo can be carried and fuel cells can be recharged in a matter of minutes by refilling the hydrogen tank. So this is pretty much taking shots right now at, at like Tesla's semi-truck, right? Because Tesla's semi-truck is going to be battery powered. So they're saying that the hydrogen cell is the hydrogen trucks will be lighter um, than a battery pack and they also recharge a lot faster, right? Since you just have to refuel, um, refuel the pack and it takes only a few minutes. So one of the, I mean, for, for companies, for trucking companies, one of the major things is there is a for the form of weight limit that they can transport depending on state, depending on what they're, what they're, what they're transporting. So if the overall weight before before no cargo is less, it it means that this the, the trucks can take more and more cargo, which at the end of the day means more and more money for them per trip. So things like that can actually be a, a cost savings um, that uh, they they would be willing to buy a car a truck like this, right? So hey, I might pay a little bit extra for this truck, but in the long run, with this extra cargo I do every 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 trip i'll be able to make up my money in this amount of trips all right so i think that pretty much covers the bullish case of nikola right there of nikola and vecto iq both these companies right i feel right now like i said both these companies are pretty much what we are expecting in the future we're expecting nikola to end up being the tesla of of tomorrow and who wouldn't have wanted to buy tesla when it was just starting off but that's the total valuation right now. Um, so yeah, there isn't much financial information on the company right now, right? It's such an early stage that this company has not provided any revenue and does not expect to make any revenues until next year, starting next year. Um, and it'll be pretty minimal. And then 2022 will be a little bit better. So now let's, I'm actually gonna take a look at the downplays or the negative about this company. And first let's start off with about how much of, of Nikola is VTIQ going to own? So following the merger, the, the share counts of the company, of the, comp the combined company will be about 402 million shares. But out of those 402 million shares, the legacy Nikola shareholders, so these are the private investors, are still going to own 80% of the total company. So that means there's only 20% left. And what ends up happening with the other 20%? Pipe investors, which are just another similar type of private investors, um, are going to be holding 10, 13%. All right, that's already 93%. So what the heck does VTIQ really own? So VTIQ will be owning about 5.7% and VTIQ sponsors, shareholders will be controlling 1.6. So uh, for some reason, I don't think the actual number is completely true, um, but it, it does show, because in the next article we're gonna see, it says that VTIQ is going to be owning only 6.4%. So let's just, this one tells me they're owning, gonna own about 7.3. The other article tells me 6.4. So let's just go with the 7% ownership. So that means that Vecto IQ will only be owning about 7% of, of Nikola, which then gives, even though we're saying, um, so we're saying that the market cap of Nikola is gonna be 
1.6 billion but this 1.6 billion dollars it's only the companies the company's market cap for seven percent of the business so then that actually gives the market cap of this company a lot bigger if we introduce the whole the whole 100 percent all right, so the next article we're going to take a look at is at a 12 billion valuation is VTIQ appears overvalued. And, um, and this, again, is on Seeking Alpha. So right now we're going to be taking, I, I like to take information, especially for a growing company like this. I like to see both the bullish scenarios and the bearish scenarios. And I think that helps investors develop, I guess, the proper mindset to see what they're truly investing in. Right, right now we did see that the bullish scenario is vtiq and nikola could be the next tesla right this company um can can pretty much take over this market if it proceeds at, as intended and they already have a nice amount of pre-orders so in theory it could be like investing in the in a beginning of tesla but now this this article here says otherwise first they talk about the current valuation of the market remember in the previous article i said um tesla uh, vtiq is only going to own close to 7.3 percent of the total market of the total shares this one is saying that um vtiq is going to own only 6.4 percent of the total of the total company so right that vtiq stock um, right now has a market cap of 1.6 billion 1.6 billion that means that six percent of this company's of this company's valuation is 1.6 billion so the total company is not worth 1.6 at the end of the deal there's going to be a total of 353 billion 353 million shares so 353 times the current price of 22 i think the company was um what's it 22 22.62 um, so we're going to do 353 times 22.62 and you get a market cap of close to $8 billion. And now that $8 billion is what you're paying for, for the company's, for Nicholas total, total price right now. And that's actually pretty crazy, um, to think about that. You're paying $8 billion for a company that does not have revenue yet for a company that, that the product is not out in the market. And one doesn't know how, how that market is going to react to this product. Um, but man, like I said, many people can say, isn't this like investing in Tesla early on? And this, like I said, this is a very bearish, um, a very bearish, uh article and they kind of do talk about but isn't this like investing in tesla early on and this company actually made some great comparisons of tesla and nikola in the early stages so tesla's market cap in 2018 was 3.8 billion dollars in 20 i mean 2012 was 3.8 billion dollars compared to nikola's right now eight billion dollars and in that year of 2012 Tesla had already launched the Model S, so already had booked total sales of 413 million, opposed to Nikola, where at this stage, where it already has almost three times the market cap, it has yet to to successfully launch a product, and it has yet it has yet to collect any revenue. So why are investors willing to pay a, a huge premium right now? Um, even though the company has yet is nowhere near the stage where Tesla was at, and Tesla already had a 3.8 billion, is it just because investors now know how the market might react? They see Tesla was uh, more of a testing point where they were a little bit more skeptical of the market then, where now they can see like, hey, the type of growth this company um, does have, and it does, and it, there is huge potential. 
And here it says that Tesla's revenue jumped almost 400%. So that's four times more revenue. So from $413 million in revenue, Tesla sales went to about, about to about close to $2 billion in revenue before, before this company hit a market cap similar to what VTIQ now has. So that actually is pretty crazy. And I can understand why this author believes that this company is a bit overvalued, especially for a company that manages management projects zero revenue for 2020 and only sees $300 million in revenue for 2022. And this is what management projects. It's not what analysts projects. This is what the actual company projects. And yes, usually a company, a company's management tries to be a little bit conservative on the side. So like that, they don't scare off investors. They don't want to overpromise. And if they do over deliver, it's going to end up looking really good for the company. But at this moment, Tesla had a valuation of between three and four billion dollars when they hit that revenue number. So right now, shareholders are paying for that valuation on expectations of that revenue number. So we can see that that um, that there is a difference between um, Tesla, uh, but between Nikola at this point compared to if it was Tesla at this point. Um, and I think that's actually pretty much it for this um, for this episode. It was pretty much just an information building of what Nikola was and how Vecto IQ was in this whole mess and how the merger was happening and how much of the company share are happening. And to me, what were the bullish scenarios and what were the bearish scenarios? And honestly, for me, guys, I'm pretty. I, I, I even though I am a guy of high growth, most most of my companies I like to invest to are high growth stocks. This is definitely not a company I will get into. And I'm not saying this is a bad investment. Again, I can be a hundred percent wrong, and that's the great thing about this market. But for me, if I invested in this company and this company dropped down a few percentage, I would not feel comfortable. And I invest in companies that, hey, if I invest in companies that I know the deal, that I believe very strongly in the company, that even if it drops 10%, it doesn't face me at all. And I feel like if Vector IQ, this was the thing, this would face me, especially at the current valuation. But that doesn't mean I'm pretty sure most investors right now are just entering into this company as a short play. I'm not much of a technical analysis guy. But this is a very volatile market, so you could get lucky and this company can continue to go up or can continue to go down. It is extremely volatile. I mean, look in the past five days. In the past five days, it went from it went up 80 percent and it went down 33 percent. So both the bulls and the bears have made money in the past three in the past five days. The bulls made it in the beginning of the week. The bears made it at the end of the week. So now that you guys know a little bit more about Tesla, about Nikola, I keep saying Tesla, but I, I think it is in a whole different league. And I do, I personally do think it's a bit overvalued, especially for the amount of percentage of a company you're buying. So let me know what you guys think. Have a good night. Have a good day. And make sure to subscribe, guys. Make sure to hit that thumbs up and make sure to hit the bell.